You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Caps. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Long Island. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous day outside. It is 60 degrees. It's set in my car. I could not believe my eyesight for March, whatever today's date is, 13th, 14th, whatever today's date is. I can't believe uh, how beautiful it is outside. But we have a Big, big day of sports just because we weren't here yesterday. So we have to touch upon every little thing that's happened in the past 48 hours, basically, from the Odell Beckham Jr. to the Le'Veon Bell to the Odell Beckham Jr. to the Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's all NFL free agency frenzy. We're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking a little bit about NBA did the Rockets first Warriors game, did that say anything going into the playoffs? Can the Warriors actually beat the Rockets going forward? That's something we're going to keep our eye on. And I kind would of, think the Warriors uh, could beat the Rockets. I mean, uh, could the Rockets beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? That is something we're going to keep our eye on. But we have my co-host and producer here, Mr. Speedy Petey. How are you today, buddy? Busy as usual. Ah, nothing new there. <laughs> yep. Nothing new there but you know what speedy let's get into it right now and for the people that don't know and don't follow sports this free agency has been pretty darn crazy if you want to ask me with everything that's going on with it or has happened with it but we're going to get into it first the first thing i want to talk about is odell beckham jr okay odell beckham jr got traded by the new york giants to the cleveland browns okay for 2019 first round pick which is number 17 overall the 2019 third round pick which is 95 overall and jabril peppers who was a former first round pick i think number 24 or 25 he he dropped he was supposed to be right up there he was supposed to be picked very very high and he wasn't but speedy i'm gonna have you break this down because you and i was talking before the show and you and i have different views about this Odell Beckham Jr. trade, because if you want me to be honest with you, I love this trade. I didn't like the trade, and the reason I didn't like the trade, it wasn't because of his personality. We know what it is at this point. He's going to be himself even after the contract. We thought, all right, maybe he's starting to mature a little bit. Nope, didn't happen. We get all that, but here's the biggest problem. One, you're already losing so much as is, and if you're going to stay a young team, stay a young team. Odell Beckham Jr. is still 26 years old. That's for one thing. What do, what, what do you mean we already lost as, lost a lot as is? Landon Collins. I couldn't be happier. Did you see the amount of money he got? Yeah. And did you the see? Giant, right, but the Redskins can't offer him that until the Giant, the Giants let him go, technically. So okay. Otherwise, that Fair would be enough. tampering in its own way. So if the Giants just signed him to a... 14 what what do you get for uh 16 a year from the redskins yeah who's going to give Lane collins 16 a year anyway right it, it, it's no we know that that's the, how the redskins operate they've overpaid defensive players for a long time but the giants still could have given him 13 they still i want to know 14. why you don't like the odell beckham jr but, trade because i love it because regardless here's the thing though 
the Giants are going to get a young quarterback at some point. Now we're hoping it's next year because we hate the ones this year, and I hate every single one of them. See, like I'm, right. I, I'm in a group in, uh, in on Facebook, and it's called the New York Giants Zone and whatever. And I had a guy from Ohio. Don't even know why he's in the group. Okay, um, trying to argue with me that Haskins is the best talent out of this year and next year's draft. <laughs> That's a good one. The best talent. That's a good I one. I had to stop myself. Okay. I was just laughing with tears. But okay. this is the type of nonsense I deal right. with from people. But regardless, they're going to get it at some point. And why would you not want to have Odell Beckham help out that quarterback develop? Because odds are, if it is, again, next year, like we're hoping it is next year, he's going to probably end up starting right away because Eli Manning's not going to be there. Even if it is one this year, which, again, I don't want it to be, but... They're going to have him sit, and then they're going to have him start next year. Why not have a receiver of that caliber help somebody like uh, somebody of a young quarterback magnitude out like that? We've seen the effect DeAndre Hopkins has had on Deshaun Watson so far. We saw the impact for uh, for Jared Goff. The receiver, Jared Goff. I don't think he's that. Go- I don't think he's great either. I'm not saying he's elite by any stretch, but. When they had no receivers, he couldn't do anything. Then they get Brandon Cooks, they get Robert Woods. There was the effect that they had on the on those players. Okay, so, so hold on. Let, I'm let, just saying you need receivers to help it out. Me, I can't stop Sterling Jeopard as the number one to be able to help out a young quarterback. Are the Giants in a rebuild mode, regardless if they traded Odell Beckham Jr. or not? Were they in a rebuild mode? I would think, yeah. Okay, okay. So they were in a rebuild mode. Okay, okay. Now they traded Odell Beckham Jr. Now they're in a bigger rebuild mode. Coming up for the next one, two drafts, at least the next two drafts, we're going to be in rebuild mode, okay? The amount we got back for Odell Beckham Jr., in my eyes, is a king's ransom, and I'll tell you why I think it's a king's ransom. You go look at what the Dallas Cowboys got for Amari Cooper, okay? You go look for what Antonio Brown got, okay? You go look for any other type of receivers and what they're going to get. We got a first-round pick. Well, technically, too, because Jabril Peppers came into the draft in 2017, who had a breakout season next year, and we're going to talk about him as well, okay? And we got the third-round pick. We got that dumb contract off after this year. Yeah, we're yeah, paying, still have to pay listen, we're paying $16 million this year, okay? Listen, on, on the cap hit, we're paying $16 million. But after this year, Speedy, we're going to have that off our, off our cap space and Eli Manning's contract off our cap space. The New York Giants in 2020 in free agency, might have the most money that we've seen. They will, but again, does that automatically announce to more talent? Because Odell Beckham Jr. and Landon Collins, the combination of it is still, odds are going to be more talent than what they have. So even if they did have the more money, they okay. still have the youth there. You and talk that- about Landon Collins. Let me ask you this. Was he a good, he was a good safety, right? You would yes. think he was a good mm-hmm. safety. Mm-hmm. He was uh, on the on the line of scrimmage in the box type of safety, right? He that that's where he really flourished. Well, yeah, and he was okay. That, hold that, on, that was his wait, strength. Wait, I'll wait, give yeah, you yeah, that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And what's his biggest weakness? Short man coverage. Man coverage. Period. Short. And as a safety, you need to be able to play man coverage. I looked at something from the right, PFF. But I blame, I blame the metrics. I blame James Betch, James Betcher for that more than so. Landon you're going to keep blaming James James Betcher. We're going to play the blame game because, because I'll be honest the, with you. Lanny Collins' numbers, Betcher came in last year, am I right? Betcher came in last year? right. His numbers have been decreasing every year since he came into the league. Like his metric numbers and his rankings, yeah, he's ranked second or third according to the NFL. But if you look at the actual numbers with Lanny Collins, he was ranked 43rd in 2018. Right, but I also do think that 
part of the the 2017 season, the year before, was that uh, a lot of players just giving up on the team because our stupid coach that was there before that too, though. So I I don't think Landon Collins really played horribly the whole season. Was it down from 2016? Sure, but I think a lot of Giants fans expected that. 2016, he was outstanding. Now, my point is is that I think because Betcher's scheme has him more in the box, if you pass against a, a team or a play call designed to stop the run, of course that's going to happen. So I don't really blame him as much for that. Yes, short man coverage and like middle man coverage, like any quickness routes are his weakness because he's not overly fast. He could tackle really well and pursues the ball well, but not as good in coverage in terms of man coverage. Deeper coverages in zone, he's fine. I don't have a problem with him. I don't think his ball skills are that bad either. I'm I'm just not... After looking at the metrics and everything, because everything's ran by numbers, and I I do hate numbers more than anything. I really well, do. Well, some numbers are deceiving, though. That's what, Especially on defense, numbers can be very deceiving. Well, you know I hate numbers every which way. Am I right? You know I hate numbers? Yes. Okay? I do. And after looking at these numbers and just watching Landon Collins just go lower and lower and lower, it really just makes you think like, did the Giants make a good move by just letting them walk? Yeah, we get a compensatory third-round pick. I'll take that because you see the amount of money the dumb Redskins decided to give Landon Collins. Right, and but I, I still don't think that correlates. Now, if Landon Collins was a free agent signing that came from another team and the Giants didn't want to offer him $16 million a year, fine. That's different. But the Giants had an opportunity to pay him before the free agency period. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. Which you I, wouldn't have had to pay him $16 million. You could have I, paid him 13 You could. Have paid I love him the fact that he's gone, okay, number one. And I love the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is gone. Uh, Mr. Gettleman decided to give him a dumb... Was it Gettleman or Reese who gave him that contract, that extension? Gettleman. It was Gettleman. Gettleman, that moron, gave him that contract. And it just doesn't make any... The, the contract, when it happened, didn't make any sense to me. But what's even funnier is that he addressed media at the NFL Combine and said... Uh, we didn't sign Odell to trade him, and then 13, late, 13 days later, they trade him to the Cleveland Browns, which is even funnier. But again, you look at it now, the Giants also traded Olivier Vernon to the Browns for Kevin Zietler, which in my eyes, I think that was a great That was a good trade that for, was a for great need trade. purposes. Yeah, I don't mind that for need purposes because the Giants obviously have needed offensive line for a long time. So I don't mind that at all. Yeah, you're losing a pass rusher, but you drafted Lorenzo Carter last year. There's some very good outside rushers in this draft that you could take. I mean, there, that I didn't mind at all, even though, they, again, they l- lose out a little on the, on the pick swap. But whatever. I didn't mind that at all. It was a good trade. For, I, I think it was a good trade for both sides. And again, it, it'll benefit whoever that right tackle ends up becoming because somebody's going to have to change. And don't get me wrong, okay? Gettleman did not inherit much when he took over the Giants GM uh, in 2017. Jerry Reese left him with a string of horrific drafts <laughs> and and holes by spending big in free agency that we didn't need and regression took hold we were able to see in the past few years. Even given the fact that Reese left Gettleman with little in the cupboard Gettleman has done nothing really since he became his 2018 free agent hole was uh, a disaster you're going to tell me Nate Solder well, they didn't have much money and, 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 they didn't have much money what do you so. mean they gave Nate Solder like 70 Nate, something million right, but Nate Solder was really the only big thing I would I he would made say. him the highest paid tackle in football and had the worst year of his career um Patrick Omame Signed okay, to a three-year, $15 million dollars deal right. to play guard. Was cut halfway into the right. season. 
and running back Jonathan Stewart to a one-year 3.5, and he touched the ball six times in three games before going on IR. So you want to you want to put the blame game on someone, Speedy. If I were you, you have to put it on Gettleman. Uh, the Giants used uh, the second overall pick on running back Saquon Barkley, ignoring the simple concept of positional scarcity and passing on impactful players as more important positions, such as Sam Darnold being the quarterback there, uh, Denzel Ward being a very good – he's a very good corner. He's going to have a I don't breakout think they, year. I don't think there was anyone else they would have taken over a quarterback rather than Bradley Chubb. Barkley, though. Bradley Chubb they weren't going to take, they weren't gonna take they anyone else going other to, than but Saquon they were, Barkley. But they were talked about. And don't get me wrong. Saquon Barkley has looked absolutely brilliant with the ball in his hands, and he made highlight reel runs, and I understand that. But he was inefficient and racked up yards, a lot of yards in garbage time. The Giants were 18th in rushing uh, with their new star back, but were left with holes of subpar players, okay, of the most critical positions in their lineups. In October, Gettleman traded Eli Apple to the Saints and for a fourth and seventh round pick. Goodbye. I, I hate Eli Apple, so Goodbye. I was I was Goodbye. okay. With that. We don't care. But he but Apple is like a brand new player. He almost stepped in immediately for the Saints, and he looks like he improved dramatically. Well, for he couldn't them. get he couldn't get any worse. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's just really crazy. The most bizarre path of this all is the one that Gettleman has walked with his star wide receiver. And after rumors they were considering a Beckham trade last offseason, he signed him to a massive extension, $90 million to stay with $20 million signing bonus with $41 million guaranteed. And $18 million annual average salary was the largest for a whiteout in league history. So less than a year after deciding that they wanted Beckham. The Giants have decided he isn't part of the future, which really is mind-boggling. Okay, They burned all kinds of cash on cap space. So let's look at the two scenarios. Scenario one is what would have happened if they hadn't given him a long-term deal and franchised him for 2019 making the trade? Let's see. $8.5 million paid to Beckham in cash. $8.5 million on the Giants' 2019 cap. Zero dollars in dead money. Scenario two is what actually happened. $25.5 million paid to Beckham in cash. $5.5 million in, uh, on the Giants' 2019 cap. And $16 million in dead cap money. Dead cap money. That kills us, Speedy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely kills the New York Giants. Okay? Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm a, big, I'm a big advocate of Odell Beckham Jr. We haven't seen a type of receiver like this Maybe really since Antonio Brown, but I think he's more athletic. He's than more Ant- skilled than Antonio. I was going to say yeah. he's more athletic than Antonio Brown. That that's one thing for sure. Okay, but is he a once in a generational type receiver? Maybe. Okay, but for what the New York Giants got back for him, and eventually going to have him off their bill, off their cap after this season. Okay, the Giants weren't doing anything anyway, so the cap. The cap space doesn't. I don't really care for the cap right, space I, this year. Right, but regardless of that, you're still he's still a part of the future. Think about yes, you're they're a rebuilding team. I get that, but rebuilding is purging away the old players that you don't need and trying to work with young talent. And Odell Beckham is 26 years old. He's considered young talent. So how I, old is Jabril Peppers? 
He's 23, but he's nowhere near as good for his position. For I'm right sorry. now. For right now. You really think he, he had a breakout season last mm. year? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he did have a breakout better. season last year. All right, year. I'll give you he's better. He's just very, a very weird player to me. So who says Jabril Peppers isn't going to have a breakout season under Betcher's system where he likes to blitz almost every other play? Sure, that's fine. I'm just saying that. And we all know uh, Jabril Peppers was a hard-hitting, fast-type guy. He was a flashy-type guy when he was at Michigan. We know what Jabril Peppers, what Jabril Peppers was. He was supposed to be a top-ten pick. Right, in, but, in he's a, but because NFL he's draft. an odd player when it comes to NFL defenses, he's almost built like a a faster coverage safety with the skills of a hard-hitting one, like you were saying. So it's he's kind of a weird player. But regardless... Especially when you need ha- are going to have a young quarterback upcoming, why would you not want to have that receiver there too? Now, obviously, you might not get a safety like him. Maybe you won't. And this draft safeties aren't that good anyway. But still, you have a lot of other needs to address. I I wouldn't create another one doing that. And again, you're, the magnitude of receiver he is is still a lot that could help out a young quarterback. So I wouldn't have done that even for the, the decent haul they got back. For the decent haul? What else did you want? Let's be real here. Nobody in their mother gives up two first-round draft picks nowadays. I hate to break it to everybody. It just doesn't happen nowadays, two first-round draft picks every which way. It just doesn't happen. So I'm curious, what would you have What would you have wanted? I would have rather had them cap, keep Odell. I, I, th- I think the money at this point, because they're a rebuilding team is not an issue because they're trying to home grow it anyway. And they're trying to either, again, redo their holes. And if you're trying to purge money and take away the bad contracts that, that Reese gave out, fine. Then work on doing that and don't touch the young talent that's actually good, though. If you want to, okay, if you want to mess with what didn't work, like Eli Apple, fine. I hated Eli Apple. I never thought he was good anyway. So... That's fine, but don't work, don't mess with what's good and what's still young. You could purge veteran talent, fine, but don't mess with what's still young is, is what I want them to do. They have a first-round pick that's still going to be very high. They can get a player quality in that. And again, they have a, sec- a second-round pick that's early. The money should not be an issue if you're not if you're a quote unquote rebuilding, trying to get younger team because you shouldn't be spending avid amounts of free agency anyway. Listen, I understand that, but. You have to look at the bigger picture here. If the Giants are in natural rebuild mode, which they are, they're going to start from, excuse me, from scratch, and they're going to get the rebuilding is getting rid of older players and trying to work with young talents. And Odell Beckham Jr.'s young talents. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr.'s young talent that comes with a lot of baggage. Number one, first of all. Number two, he comes with the biggest contract in a wideout history. Okay, that we haven't seen before. He he's a big time. He has a big time contract, and we're going to get that off the books. We have to look forward to the New York Giants' future. Okay, yeah, we have a star running back for another four years. In three years, the Giants should be making moves to a keep him. But B, be looking towards the playoffs because let's be real. The Giants aren't making the playoffs in the next two years at least. At least they're not making the playoffs in the next two years. Definitely not next year. They're probably going to go 1-15 or 2-14, and 14, which honestly couldn't make me any happier, especially if the Giants don't take a quarterback in this, in this year's draft, which I, that doesn't happen. they shouldn't take a quarterback right. in this year's draft. They should not. And another idiot from the New York Giants uh, zone that I'm in over there. <laughs> Really tried to oh, tell boy. me that Urban Meyer plays a uh, pro style offense, which he does. But what I rebuttaled with, with him is that a lot of teams more and more are playing pro style type offenses. Right. 
Okay. And Dwayne Haskins also has a lot more talent around him, too. And, but that's not even that. Paris and, Campbell, and, KJ and, Hill. And then he tried to tell me that <laughs> the running backs. That yeah. this is all due to Ryan Day. And I'm like, Ryan Day? Where not coached yet. No, no, but he was the quarterback's coach. And you look at Ryan Day's resume, he was quarterback coaches everywhere else, Florida in 2004 5. Uh, and I asked him, I'm like, you look at you. You say this is Ryan Day and whatnot. What has he done? He has done nothing. Let's see how he is as a head coach right now, which he's done nothing yet because he hasn't done his first game yet. The, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. For how did he recruit? I have no idea. Okay, because that that makes a difference for a college coach too. Yeah, because well, the program is obviously still going to have some leverage, but. Urban Meyer had a lot to do with that. Of course, I would have to go and do my due diligence in the college world and see wh- how they did, but uh, how they recruited and whatnot. But it, it, I, I, I don't, I don't know what the what they got or who they got. But let's be real; they're Ohio State. They still get top recruits regardless. It just, it's just a matter of who. It's a crapshoot mm-hmm. at that point, right? But I mean, you look at it right now. Odell Beckham Jr. is traded to the Cleveland Browns, and now let's let's talk about the Browns real quick, Speedy. What what this does for the Browns? I mean, because the Giants are eating the twenty million dollars signing bonus on Beckham's deal, the Browns are getting a relative bargain as part of his contract because Cleveland essentially has OBJ signed on a five year, seventy five million dollar pact with nineteen point five million guaranteed, all but two point seven five of which comes this season. And from the Browns' perspective, which is the way you got to look at it, obviously, his deal averages fifteen point four million per season. He's owed forty seven million over the next three, which is less than Sammy Watkins. Okay, and Odell Beckham Jr. is inferior to Sammy Watkins. Okay, this honestly was a real uh, impossible trade for the Browns to resist, given that they handed Jarvis Landry a five year, seventy five million dollar contract right. last off season. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, Beckham and Juice, they call Jarvis Landry Juice, yeah. uh, are very good friends from when they played at LSU, okay? And they, they both, they on social media, they both tried to recruit each other to their respective teams, <laughs> and now they're finally going to have a chance to play with each other again. They're, but the question remains, they're, all, they're each going to want the football, okay? And this is a lot of money to devote to two wide receivers, but these two wideouts do complement each other's right. skill set. They trust each well, other more. And so I, I don't, experience I don't see any that jealousy being an issue. if the mm-hmm. other has a big game. Right. I don't see that being an issue at all. No. I mean, you look at it, it is, it's clear that Beckham is getting a major upgrade, upgrade in going from Manning to, Manning to uh, Baker Mayfield, who in the second half of the football season, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the final eight games, Mayfield, he ranked sixth in the passer rating. Um, seventh in QBR and second in yards per attempt. What what has to be the most exciting for Odell Beckham Jr. though is that Mayfield consistently made plays down the field. He led the league with 34 completions on deep passes in that time. Uh, posted a 113 uh, passer rating on those throws, which is remarkable. In that span, man, he posted an 81.4 passer rating on deep passes. Look at the difference. And now you look at it, suddenly the Browns look as if they have one of the deepest skill possession groups, skill possession groups in the league. The Browns ranked 13th in weaponry rankings last season, but that was with Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, and Carlos Hyde playing <laughs> key roles, and now they're all gone. The Browns start with Nick Chubb at running back, 
and Kareem Hunt, who is most likely going to be suspended uh, for the whole season, if not a good amount of the 2019 season, and the move to sign the former Chiefs back after he was cut for assaulting a woman in the Cleveland Hotel. What do you know about that? Where Hunt lived was abhorrent, but his talent is undeniable. Imagine he, imagine he gets off that exempt list. Imagine he oh. gets off that exempt list. Roger Goodell looked like a joke, probably. Well, yeah, but I'm seeing. And, and now, like... You look at it, man. It, that, this Browns team on the offensive side of the ball, even on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to be a scary. Their scary pass rush team. is good. I'm worried about the rest of their defense because they still have holes elsewhere. Of course, because they also cut Jamie Collins. Remember that. But this is the official end of the Browns rebuilding period. For the first time in a decade, pressure will be on them to win regularly. Mm-hmm. You, you wonder you, if they could handle that. But, but you look at it exactly. That mm-hmm. that's a big big question with these guys. The Ravens lost four defensive starters, including the linebacker C.J. Mosley, who went to the Jets, who we're going to talk about. Um, even though they added Earl Thomas, which is good for them. That'll kind of cancel out Weddle. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, they lost Weddle and whatnot. Uh, the Steelers traded Antonio Brown, lost Le'Veon Bell. Um, the Bengals still have Andy Dalton at the helm, so you know but how... they don't I, have Marvin Lewis. But you know how I feel about Andy right, Dalton. Right, but they don't so have Marvin Lewis. That could actually be a, I think that could be a boost for them. I think a lot of players didn't like him. Uh, and, and after trading for Odell Beckham Jr., they got Olivier Vernon and, and signed Sheldon Richardson. Okay, you look at this right now. This is a team that went 7-8-1 last season. Anything short of a playoff berth next season will be a disappointment in the Cleveland Browns. Well, that'll depend on mental pressure more than anything Listen, else. Listen, it's a new Browns, set of expectations. The Browns, whenever they get a lot of this media hype... They tend to underperform at times. Now, this is a different team, so it could be different. Obviously, a lot more talented, especially on offense. But can they uh, can they overcome that kind of thing? And we'll see if Mayfield can do it. We'll see if the coach can handle it. And that, that those will be the factors to do it because the skill players are there now on offense. And the defense is very good in the front seven. And can it do well with the secondary is another question there, too, though. Well, that, that will be a, a big question. But now the question remains. Do you think this can work for the Giants? Because when there are moves such as this in which a vast majority of the public opinion seems to fall toward one side being correct and the other one being idiots, I like to at least consider the scenario in which the trade might work out for the unpopular side, which is the New York Giants, according to everybody, even though I love the pick. I, I'll never change it. I love the pick. Uh, not the pick, the, the trade and whatnot. The Browns, I guess, according to the public opinion, they won this trade. And uh, I want to try and see how the Giants might think they'll be able to win it. Okay, Assuming there's no significant all-field incident that the Giants are covering up, they will move forward with a limited roster. Okay, number one. Adding Jabir Peppers gives them a replacement for Landon Collins, which is... I'm okay with tremendously, even though Jul- uh, Jabril Peppers, I almost said Julius from the, the Carolina Panthers, uh, he struggles in space when he played free safety as a rookie, Where, mm-hmm. but Peppers has been granted a return, man, uh, has been a great return man as a pro, and when he was moved to the strong safety position, that is where he excelled in that strong safety position. Um Peppers has only two picks to show in the last two seasons with, with the Browns, even though he was injured for the first first season, really. Um, he was born and raised in New Jersey. Peppers is only going to make $3.2 million over the next two seasons. 
So that's that's already a win for the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants do get the 17th and 95 picks, like I said, with this trade. It has to be a disappointment that they couldn't convince the Browns to give them maybe the better of their second and third round picks. But it looks like we have a caller. Yep. Who am I dealing with? Matthew, are you guys excited for the big signing the Giants just made? Oh, oh, what do you mean? They got rid of BW Webb, no? No, they got Golden Tate for four years, $37 million. Did they really? Is that breaking news? Yeah, Golden Tate, $35 million. Million. Wow. Four years? That seems like a lot for him. Wow. That has to be a joke. I'm surprised it wasn't a shorter contract. <laughs> wow. OBJ out and Golden Tate in. Giants for the Super Bowl this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, my God. But, Jeff, talk to me. I know you and I spoke about it. What did you think about the trade, the Odell Beckham Jr. trade and whatnot? You know, who's to say what Odell Beckham is worth, right? I mean, Giants fans are freaking out because they wanted the world for him. But that's, that's not the reality. O- Odell Beckham is only one player. You can't get three first-round picks for Odell Beckham. It's unrealistic. Let alone two. Right? So, Let alone two. Right. So they got a first-round pick. They got a third-round pick. And they got a player that fills a hole that they'll have under financial control for a couple more years. That was a first-round pick. you want. Who, who took leaps and bounds from his rookie season from last year. He improved drastically. I love the move. I mean, what do Giants fans want? What did they want? I, I still would rather have them hang on to him. Because the delusional I, Giants fans wanted two first round or three first round no, picks. No, I knew that wasn't going to happen anyway, but I still would rather have hung on to him just because I feel like he would have helped out a younger quarterback whenever that comes. So, right, but the problem with that, though, is, Speedy, it's never coming. The Giants just can't let go of Eli Manning. Right, but so, so I'm not talking about players. this year, though. I'm not, I mean, in the future, whenever they do end up drafting, whether it's next year, whether, whether it's the year after, I don't know when it'll be. But he will help him at some point. Why would you want to go into it for a young quarterback having Sterling Shepard as your number one? Because you're very clearly in a rebuild. Very yes, but a rebuild means let's purge older assets and keep young talent. And Odell Beckham is young talent. By the time the Giants are approaching being good again, He's not young talent. You don't know that. You don't know how he'll age. The Giants are three years away. Right, but you don't know how he'll age, Jeff. He's a skilled receiver. He's not. He's not a a skilled receiver, and receivers don't do well with age, Speedy. Certain receivers don't do well with age. Not. Not. Skill sets that are that well-rounded, like Odell Beckham's. There are certain receivers that, yeah, you're right, they don't age well. Usually smaller receivers that lose speed. Sometimes, like a receiver like Des Bryant, who was never great with with a route running. Like there are certain receivers like that. Yeah, they don't age well. But there's a Odell Beckham has a well-rounded skill set that where he could do a lot of different things. Who cares about his skill set? It's about getting draft picks so you can get much younger and have financial control over people. Odell Beckham. Right, but you're also creating more holes too. Oh, right, but they can obviously. But what if they take a a wide receiver in the first round? Then, then then it's recycling players. Why is that a good idea? Because now instead of having fifteen, sixteen million against the cap, you have two, and you have your young wide receiver. Right, but and so now you can go and get more pieces. Why, if the Giants are a quote unquote rebuilding team, why should they care about spending free agent money on older players anyway? They should try to keep what they have, 
purge what didn't work. Like, all right, fine. Trade trade away Eli Apple. If you wanted to trade Vernon like they did for Zietler, that was fine. I didn't mind that. But don't don't mess with the young talent that's already there and has been working. I mean, Speedy, his cap number is huge. So you can get draft picks for him, which they did. They got draft picks for him. And they got a young player in Jabril Peppers. And they can build through the draft. That's where. That's where. Right, but they can do that anyway. No, they don't. They have twelve picks now, instead of their instead of ten. Okay. Instead of their so nine. Ten's picks still a lot. All right. Yeah, ten's still a lot, but right. we still have two first round picks now. That is right there in the middle. Right, the top who, seventeen picks. We have two of them. Right, but for one thing, who says those players will be anywhere near what Odell Beckham is? And, but again, who said be. they're not? Who, who said they're they not? They could be. I'm not denying that, but still, you're creating. You're still creating another hole. The Giants have holes on the offensive line. They have holes on defense. Why are you trying to create another one with a with a receiver? They well, they just picked up Zietler to play right guard, which is going to help them right. tremendously. No, I get that. They still have the left side of the offense right now with Nate Solder and Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez should be another year better. Right. Nate Solder needs to play better than he did right. in his worst season ever at, at the tackle position. And Speedy, you and I both know what we want the Giants to do with that six pick, and they're not going to do it because they're going to go grab a pass rusher at six, like Montrez Sweat, Rashawn Gary, whoever yeah, falls to them at six. Whoever falls to them at six is what the New York Giants are going to do. They're going to have a chance to get an offensive tackle, Greg Little from Ole Miss Greg at seventeen. Oh, at seventeen. At yeah, seventeen. Yeah, I'll take it. Or Jonah Williams might fall to seventeen. Like, they're going to have opportunities. I'm not risky. I would, I would want Trust Williams me, if, at six. <laughs> if, if, if I'm the GM, I'm taking a pass rusher at six, and I'm taking my offensive tackle at seven. I don't think Williams has fallen to 17. Uh, the, a lot of the mock drafts I've seen, they haven't fallen I can't further. imagine that. I can't imagine him going past Buffalo or Cincinnati. But there could be another option at six, though, Matthew. Right? You're, you're talking about all the holes that you have. What if the Giants were to trade back to, like, 20? I don't know who's there or who might want to trade up, but if they were to trade back... They'd easily get another second-round pick at the very minimum for trading back. But you still want quality, they're not, too. Listen, if, if they traded for the 17th pick, the only way they're going to trade away these picks is if they're getting Josh Rosen from Arizona or to move up. Right. That's and the only way they're trading those picks. Otherwise, they're yeah, keeping those up, picks. And when you have this much quantity, you already you still need the quality to go with it. Otherwise, you're doing what the Browns did three years ago, racking up all these picks, but drafting all the wrong players because they were so far back besides their own I, pick. I, I love how Speedy just loses sight of how the draft works, right? He's talking about, oh, you want quality. Are you going to tell me Leighton Van Der Esch wasn't quality? Where was he picked? 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. But, but they didn't trade back for him. I, there are certain teams you could trade back for. You still need quality to some extent, you though. You get quality in the 20s, Speedy. That's the point. I think you get qualities in the, in the entire first round, if you want me to be honest with you. Well, sure, That's I'm not denying saying. that. You still get quality. Okay, I'm not denying that. But I, but right now... that picks and you fill more holes and you become better that way. But you're still subtracting, too, but from trading the stars, though, too. They still lost a star receiver and a star safety. So you still have other issues like that where you're still okay. creating the holes. Now, the quality, you're right. It could come at 20. I'm not denying that. It, but it, I still don't know if it's necessarily worth it when, when you're dealing with you still need spark plugs that you could get at six can't-miss guys. Leighton Van Der Esch, I'm sorry, as good as he was, he, uh, he wasn't thought of a can't-miss guy. Using that term can't miss shows you how stupid you are. Why? There's always a chance you can miss. Yeah, if you Just if you if you reach, fine. Mean that you're, right. Jerry Reese missed hit. all the time. I get that. Right. So 
trying to label these guys as can't miss guys is idiotic. Right? Right, but the premise is that you have two first round picks. If you trade back, you still have two first round picks, but you also have an extra second round pick. And those are also should be starters on your football team and you fill more holes. Wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm trying to understand. You're saying we have two first round picks, which they do. If we trade back, what are we trading back? You can trade back to any team that wants to move up in the first round. But what are we trading to move back? What are we trading Mm -hmm. to move back is what I'm asking you. You're trading six. Oh, we're trading our six number six pick is what you're saying. just trade out of six and slide back to... David Gettleman would never do that. Again, David, trust me, I understand that. And say, you never know, it could possibly happen. I just don't see David Gettleman moving out of that six spot. I just don't see but it happen. That's happening. how you would fill more holes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you want the six spot? The going rate is uh, two second. Give me your first round and two second round picks for that number six spot. Like that's the going rate. But there's and not then, many teams that have that though. But no. But I'm just saying. And then I understand what Jeff's saying. with accumulating more draft it capital. Matter if it's this year's second rounder, you could get an extra second rounder this year, and then the following. And uh, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, I understand what you're saying. You're getting more draft capital in the end, especially when the New York Giants are in rebuild mode for at least the next two, three but years. you're also taking a chance on the team being bad, though, too. The Giants need a quarterback, and everyone believes that there isn't a quarterback in the There isn't. No, I don't, I don't want one either. If that's the case, if that's the philosophy you're going with, now I happen to believe there are quarterbacks in this draft, but if that's the philosophy you're going with, why hang on to six? Why not boost your draft capital? Because a player that is of that magnitude that they can get at six will boost other positions though too. And if you ha- if you have the amount of picks that they have, which they have 12, they have a third rounder back, f- filling four holes and getting one potential superstar at six, if they if they do it right, is I think a better combination than six like, alright, some will be good and some will be average players. Like, I still like that combination. Now, I'm a fan of balance. I've always advocated for that. But I still think that the mixture that they have right now is is fine considering the circumstances. Now, again, I, again, I wouldn't have traded Odell. So, again, even if they didn't do that, alright, they have ten picks. They have ten picks. They have two fours. They have a, a two. And they have a very early one that they could work with. They just have to draft well. That's the problem. And you have a better you have a better chance of doing that when you don't create more holes. Jeff, Jeff, I understand what you're saying with the draft capital and stuff. And when you're in rebuild mode like the New York Giants are, I understand what you're saying. You want to you want to move six and say and but like my scenario I just said. Oh, you want my six pick and you're picking number thirteen. You think the guy you want is going to be picked? Give me. You're going to give me your thirteenth pick. You're going to give me your 2019 second round pick and your 2020 second round pick, and we could swap right, positions. Exactly. And you're not losing quality. No. Sliding back like five or six Depends spots. on who's there, though, because the, the player could be a position where there's only one position. Now, I'm not saying they should necessarily those do that if they want a pass rusher. No, no, but it depends on the position that they're, that they're going to target at six. I, like I was saying earlier, if they want to take a def- an offensive lineman like Jonah Williams at six, I don't think he would be there if they traded back to 13. They, they have, a lot of mock drafts have Jonah Williams going to 13. I don't Miami. understand why that would make sense at all. Well, what if, what if, offensive if, line, one of his biggest problems is, is that his arms are short. Yeah, that his footwork technique is very good. Though. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's his greatest strength, but his arms are short to reach out and block people. Right, but I, but but the I don't think... Is, I don't think Speedy understands how the draft works. 
I, I just don't think you fundamentally understand how the draft. No, no, no you, you have to I, deal I, with other teams, though, Jeff. You can't think of no, it no, just no, like but that. Jimmy, listen, listen. As a GM, I this it, it, Jeff is a hundred percent right in this instance because. The Giants are in rebuild mode now. Am I right? For at least the next few years. Sure. Listen, okay. Fine. Listen, listen, you, listen. You mentioned that. We listen, have clearly have different definitions of rebuilds, though. Rebuilds don't happen overnight. What do you think? They're going to be good in 2020? No, you think I'm they're going to be good in 2021? So, they're not arguing that. Rebuilds right, take not, time. We're not arguing that, But you're that, saying though. we have different definitions. No, rebuilds take time. They don't happen overnight. What Jeff is saying is that the quality in the first round usually is still beneficial. And he brought up Leighton Van Ash as a perfect example who went to Dallas Cowboys right. last year. That's fine. 24. But wait, listen. If you want to get more draft capital, okay, in a rebuild mode like the New York Giants are in right now, they should be selling the sixth pick and taking, if the offer is right and it's what they want, and, uh, okay, so say they have the sixth pick. Say the team at number nine or ten wants to move up to the sixth pick. Okay. You do it. You do it in a heartbeat. It's not that general, though. But yes, it is. Because you still have to risk How can you say losing that general? player. Because yeah, but you don't know players are very different but you every don't year. Know if that team is going to pick the same general. player you want. Right, but here's the thing. But this, let, is, let, this, is why I, uh, this is why I say Speedy doesn't understand the draft. Because the Giants, you use Jonah Williams as the example. Right. So that's what I'm going to go with, Speedy. Okay, Let's just use Jonah Williams as an example. Just because you want Jonah Williams, say one of those three or four or five teams takes him before you did. Do you think the Giants go into the draft only with one position of need and they need no. that one player? No, I'm not saying the that. Best but what guy I'm at the next position. Right, but what I'm saying is they're depending on what position they're targeting, some positions are deeper than others. Now, I use Jonah Williams as an example because I think it's what they should do. Now, if they trade back to say thirteen and uh, they trade up with Miami, and they still want Jonah Williams. I don't think he's going to be there now. If they don't, that's a different story. If they want a pass rusher, that's fine. Maybe you could do that kind of thing. I'm just saying what they should target. It also will depend on what other teams are behind them, in front of them. You have to know that when trading back. You can't just trade back. One hundred percent. You have to know who other teams are targeting. But the Giants have so many holes. If Jonah Williams isn't there, are you going to be upset if the consolation prize is Greedy Williams? No. Greedy Williams won't be there either if they trade back. I, he's just making an example. Right. But I'm just saying that's another position like that. Greedy Williams is the best corner by far. If you trade back to 13, Detroit could take him. They need, they've needed someone outside Slay for a long time. Corner, Denver could take him. They're getting year. old. What? What? The best corner last year went in exactly that position, according to you. Number four. If you go back to, if you, if you go back, well, no. Oh, are you talking about Minka? You, All right, Minka went 11. Year, okay. According to you, Minka Fitzpatrick right. was the best corner. Okay. And he went in that exact position. Yep, 13th. Right. Or 10. I, I was saying teams made mistakes. I agree. Now, they can't bank on that, though. But that's what's also going to happen. Other teams aren't going to. You can't assume that that's going to happen, though, Jeff. You're going to assume. Teams or other teams are going to make there. mistakes. There's, there's going to be a player there at a position of high need for the Giants that you'd still be just as happy getting. Oh, I know that. Just what you're saying is you're going to bank on other teams' mistakes. Fill. I think that's a mistake. You can't assume other teams are going to mess up. Who, who messed up? Who uh, messed up? Who, Everyone got players they wanted. No, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, 
if you're using the Minka example as an example, there were other teams I know in that draft that needed corners that should have taken him. I think San Francisco should have taken him. I thought uh, the Bears should have taken him when they did. So there were teams that messed up in that instance. And again, Miami yeah, ended up lucking out. Up. But again, they didn't I, trade I, I back. Would like I would like to mess up as bad as the Bears did getting Roquan Smith. <laughs> no, he's a great that. player, but I didn't think they needed him. Now, obviously, that their corners speedy. I feel, well. I feel like you don't uh, rate a lot of the players that fall outside the top ten in the NFL draft. I'm not. No, but that's not what the, I'm saying. But the way you sound is how it sounds. No, you don't right. rate anybody right, but I, outside the top ten of the NFL draft. I didn't say that. I know you did. I said the way you sound. But, I know you didn't but say it. The example Jeff is using is a t- is a player that happened to fall there. Now, my if Miami traded back from like five to eleven, I would say that's a risk. So, now, so wait, 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 hold on. Before we go to break, Speedy, you're you're an advocate of keeping that number six pick and in not cir- trading in the circumstance. Every circumstance is different. Every team is in a different situation. Every draft is a different situation. Jeff, I'm with you though because it's not but, that general. But but to be honest with you, it is that general because if it, you're sitting at six, instance, though, Speedy, the Giants have like four positions of high need. Okay, they could trade back and still probably get the best player in that position. It depends on which one, though. That's uh, that. This what draft is loaded with d- defensive linemen. But that's the risk you have to take, though, because if you don't see anybody fit in your sixth pick, okay, and and it's for and it's for sale, and teams are inquiring about the sixth pick. All right. You could go out there and do a trade and say for the 14th or 15th pick and maybe not go get your edge rusher that you wanted at the 15th pick, but that but that offensive tackle that you wanted is sitting there or that linebacker that you wanted is sitting there in that pick. I think, Jeff, I'm with you with that. I'm with you and draft capital and there's, in a rebuild. There's a Only when you're in a rebuild is when you want all the draft capital and draft as, assets as re- possible. They're clearly in a rebuild, and the way you build teams is through the draft. Right, Why but, not go get more draft capital? Yeah, but you're, you can't go too far back either where you're going to risk losing those players. And you brought up another another position of, of – of emphasis, linebacker. The linebacker, yeah, of course. If you trade back to thirteen, you think you're getting Devin White? Hell no. Well, Devin White, I think, is going to go top ten or top eleven. Exactly. So why not draft Devin White right there and fill another hole at seventeen? If that's what you want to do. Listen, and it's highly possible they could do that. You're not. You're not Jeff. Jeff actually has been a big advocate of that when we talk on the phone that right. the New York Giants should go after Devin White at you number six. Do, you think you're doing that at thirteen? He's not falling past the Bengals. I'll tell you that. Bengals need linebacker help badly too. Mock it out and still have an idea, right? Because a lot of people don't have Kyler Murray going one or don't have Haskins in the top 10. Okay. Other teams are going to try to move up and take the quarterback. That'll push other quality players down. Absolutely. Yeah, it will. But again, how far down is the question? You're trading back to 13. Like, if they trade back to maybe three picks or four picks, maybe they could do something like that. If, because again, I do think. If they're trading back, they could get somebody on defense still good. Now, I'm just saying there's going to be different situations what they need. You have you have a case right now where you know Jacksonville is going to go offense. It's just the way they are. Detroit needs a whole lot, but I still think they're better off going defense. And Buffalo is going to go offense. But the Bengals and the Broncos are going to go defense. Jacksonville just lost a whole lot on defense. Are you sure they're going offense? I, I would think they have to. They, they they did lose Malik Jackson, but they also drafted a defensive lineman last year, and they still have Marcel Darius. So I don't think that's as big of a deal for them. 
where they just need skill players galore right now. They only have Fournette that's really trustworthy, and I like Keelan Cole, but he's not really a one. Hey, the Giants don't need skill players. They got Golden Tate just now, baby. I'm not, I don't want them to draft <laughs> offensive skill players. I'm, Why do you have to do that to me, Jeff? Honestly, they don't, need, they don't need offensive because skill players. Because trolling you guys is fun, and that's what I like to do. And look how wound up Speedy is. You, you mentioned trading back three or four spots. And his head exploded because he can't fathom it. But it's not that general. I'm not going to do it now impulsively when I don't know how the draft is going to go yet. I am so upset right now with this Golden Tate situation. I can't wait till Speedy says, this is the guy we have to have. And when the Giants don't draft him, he's going to make an excuse. Like, but there's a, oh lot, there's a lot of guys that I like. I, now, I mentioned Jonah Williams would be my favorite pick if that's the, ha- if that's the case. But... If they took Greedy at six, if they took Devin White at six, I would like it too. It's, I'm just saying that you risk a lot when you trade that far back when you have positional. When, yeah, okay. But what I'm saying is when you have the positions that are that thin and that top heavy, you need to do it right away and you can't wait risk, uh, risk waiting that long just to get an extra second that, okay, maybe it's another starter, but it could be just an average player or even a bust. But that's what—that's that, the chance you have to take in a rebuild. Jeff, you're absolutely right. But Jeff, Jeff, hold but on. That's what the chance you take when you have maybe a thin amount of picks. But the Giants don't have that. If the Giants had six picks in the whole draft, maybe I think that way. They had they had ten before the trade and twelve now. But in a but in a rebuild, you could even rebuilding uh, your draft capital for next year's draft is what Jeff is trying to say too by getting possibly their 2020 second round pick along with their Giants uh, second round pick that they're going to have. Like I understand what you're both saying to be honest with you i actually understand what what speedy's trying to say but jeff i like your move better because i'm all about getting draft capital and assets for my team i mean you look at the raiders right now you're gonna sit there and tell me john gruden and that front office don't look like geniuses right now they sure do uh, listen khalil khalil mack and 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 uh, uh the amari, amari cooper. cooper they're both really really good players they're both excellent players but if you look at what they've gotten for just those two players, they're going to fill those two holes, and they've already filled Amari Cooper's hole with, with Antonio Brown, which is genius, right? Right. And they're going to fill more holes and be a better team for having traded those players. Right, but the question is, is can they fill the, that kind of production right away? Now, I think the Raiders should use all three picks on the, on the front seven on defense. Now, they can get the combined production of Khalil Mack, but still... Right, but, but, do you think Antonio Brown is going to be able to fill Amari Cooper's? Position? Yes, but did you, did they know that at the time though? Check, I'm not saying the b- trade was bad, but I'm just saying did they know that at the time? But this is what it comes down to when you're building a team. They're taking advantage of all the teams' mistakes, like the Steelers, and the Giants will have to try to find a way to do that. But now they've got. Do you think the three first round picks and two second round picks the Raiders have can, can replace Khalil Mack's production? If they do it right, they, it could. I'm just saying, I don't think one player is going to be able to do that. If they don't draft the, the defensive line or the front seven, like I was saying, then it's not. Jeff, hang on, There's Jeff. There's always a chance players can be busters. There's of always course. a chance that happens. But that's a chance you have to take, otherwise your team isn't moving forward. You're absolutely right. Jeff, hold that thought. We are going to go to a quick break. And, Jeff, when we do come back from break, we're going to finish this, and I want to talk about Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets. So hang on, Jeff. Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back right after this here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. 
It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cabs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at Third and Long on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into some New York Jets talk. And Speedy, New York Jets signed Le'Veon Bell to that uh, to the minimal, uh, four-year, $52.5 million contract with, what is it, 35 guaranteed or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about it. What do you think about the New York Jets right now and Le'Veon Bell? Because for me, if I'm a New York Jet fan, I am on cloud nine king of the world right now adding Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's a great signing for them. They needed a skill player like this for a very long time. The receivers in this free agent really class really weren't top-end guys. They could have gotten a two maybe. But again, the, the, the Jets got what they had to get. Now, obviously, the first year with the being out of the game for a year, there might be some concerns early on. But for the length of the contract they got and for the money they got, I thought it was actually a bargain for considering what they ended up getting for him. I thought he was going to make... Uh, I, w- I didn't think he was going to make the best running back in the league money, even though I thought he was that before he sat out a year. But the fact that he got what he what he got it was thirteen million, thirteen point five cap hit next year, eight, only eight point five this year, and fifteen the year after. I think that's a bargain for them considering what they got. He's a skill player that they've needed for a very very long time. And again, I don't think it'll be amazing in the first year, but it's going to be a lot better than what they've had for a long time. He's a very well-rounded runner. He's a very patient runner, and he's a great receiver, which, again, you need these kinds of backs in today's game. A lot of the younger backs are like that, where they're great scrimmage backs all around, and I think the Jets made a bargain out of this. Since 2013, what running back in the league leads all running backs in statistical categories at number one? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Mm Mm-hmm. He is a. Well, he was like a number two receiver for the Steelers. He's a, a difference too. maker. He is a game changer. He is an organization changer. This is something with the Jets' money they had in cap space after losing Anthony Barr and Matt Paredes. Even though I wish they took Matt Parade, uh, well, got Matt Paredes because they needed. A, uh, did they ever a have good Paredes? Though? No. Well, no. No. Well, uh, yeah, there was signs pointing that he was going to sign with the the New York right, Jets. Right, but signs and actually doing it are two different things. Anthony Barr was actually there, and then he said, "Nope, I want to go back." Yeah, and it, which and I think is a, a loss for them too, though. It absolutely is. Anthony Barr is a very good, uh, very good linebacker. Okay, mm-hmm. Matt Paredes is a very, very good center. Even though he's coming off, yeah, the I want, I want the Giants to look at him he, too. He's a very, very good center, and he's very capable of leading a, an offensive line. And as you and I both know, Speedy. The center position is the most important position in the NFL. Right, with more defen- on the offensive line. Right, with more defensive tackles getting good at pass rushing. Absolutely on the offensive line. Yeah, but now the New York Jets, with that cap money, decided the free agency money. I mean, decide to go make a move for what for the best running back in the league. I'm sorry, he's better than Todd Gurley. I'm sorry, he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> That's not even an argument. And I'm sorry, he's better than Saquon Barkley right now at the moment, even though Saquon Barkley has showed more glimpses than any of the running backs I just named. Okay? Mm-hmm. Adding Le'Veon Bell is an organization changer. Okay? And for the money that you got Le'Veon Bell for, and Speedy, what was that again? Speedy, what, what, what was the money uh, he's The getting? overall is four years, 52, and uh, 25 right now is guaranteed. 
Uh, I think it goes up a little more if certain things happen. Let's see. Contract notes. Uh, 4.5 signing bonus this year and then $3 million each of the next two years. And then he gets extra for uh, incentives if they make the playoffs. So there's a lot more involved in terms of guarantees if that's the case, which can get up to, I believe, $35 million. He got $5 million less in his extension than Todd Gurley picked up from the Rams, and that was a deal signed with two years of course control left before. L.A. even got the possibility of a franchise tag. Even more surprising, though, is that Bell's deal averages just $125,000 per year more than the three-year $39 million extension David Johnson signed with the Cardinals before last season. So if you look at it, if you slice the $14.5 million Bell left on the table out of the contract, you might instead call this a four-year $38 million deal. That would still make Bell the league's third highest paid back behind Gurley and Johnson. And I'm going to be honest with you right now. Le'Veon Bell is better than both of them, and it's not even close. And Le'Veon Bell is still young enough where he could still go out there and produce. Yeah, he hasn't played in a year, and I understand he hasn't played in a year, but you're really going to sit there and tell me, you're going to sit there and tell me, okay, that a player of this caliber taking a year off, resting his body that has taken a beating when he was with Pittsburgh. Chris, let's be real here. He got the majority of every touch when he was in a Steeler uniform from receiving or running the ball. They used him more than anybody. Okay? You're going to sit there and tell me giving this guy's a body a year off won't help him and propel him to maybe A, having a longer career, and B, having an unbelievable season this well, you're season? Well, you're not used to taking the hits, though, so it could be harder right uh, right away. That's why I'm not saying it won't be. He's going to have to get into football shape. Absolutely yeah. going to have to get into so, football shape. Jets fans, I, I would expect, even if it is a bargain, you can't expect the number one level running back right out of the gate no. in the first year. If, if now he has a slightly down year where he's maybe sixth or seventh in performance, you should take you know, that with Because they're, Panic. they're not supposed to win right now anyway in this year. Even though they got that, him. I'm talking about more of the football shape. Thing. No, but, but this is what I'm saying. They don't need him right now to be the Le'Veon Bell of 2015. They need him to just go out there and take pressure off their star freaking quarterback in Sam Darnold, where Sam Darnold has shown glimpses of being an absolute superstar okay this is only going to help and propel Sam Darnold to better now if they could go out and get a number one type receiver somewhere or make a trade for a number one type receiver the Jets could be in for the long haul on that offense and that could be a very very scary offense adding Bell and another type of number one type of receiver over there with the, with the Jets because let's be real here the Jets are loaded with number two and number three type of receivers right. Quincy Anunua I think is the best one out of them mm-hmm. um, people love Jamison Crowder I, you know he's a what? slot guy That's I don't what he is. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Jamison Crowder he doesn't do it for me um, he's a slot receiver That's what I, he, he, he just doesn't do it for me um, and then you people talk about Robbie Anderson and people that talk about Robbie Anderson like he's a good receiver really make me sick and really make me question if they know the game of football. Okay, the only good thing about Robbie Anderson is that he's faster than every single person on the field. Okay, uh, Tyreek Hill would like he to have has a word with stone you. hands. What Tyreek Hill would like have a word with you? When are they ever on the field at the same time? I know. I'm just saying, like, he's not even the fastest receiver. I, he's one of the fastest he's receivers one of, yeah, in the league. One of, right. Not even a question. But he has stone hands. He has literally zero hands, okay? And he doesn't know how to run a route. All he could do is just fly past the cornerback covering him. 
He doesn't know how to run a proper route. He doesn't know how to run a 10-yard out pattern, a 10-yard uh, uh, slant, a comeback. He doesn't know how to do any of that. Okay? Robbie Anderson sucks. I hate him. I can't stand him. And any Jet fan that likes him, you're delusional, number, mm-hmm. one, number two. But you look at this Jets team and this Jets offense, they're finally doing something to help out their star quarterback. And I said this, Speedy, how long have I been advocating for uh, Le'Veon Bell to go to the Jets? I've had to be advocating this for a year for him to go to the Jets. After he wasn't traded in the draft, yeah, it seemed like the Jets should pursue that as the number one option. I've been saying this for who knows how long. Just to help out Sam Donald, that is your main plan. Sam Donald, again, is going to be 22 years old, one of the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL. He was already the youngest starting quarterback last year. He's going to be one of the youngest quarterbacks at 22 years old starting at 24 years old is when you're going to need Sam Donald to be a superstar. You have to give him three more years to be a superstar. That'll be in his fourth year of his five-year rookie contract. In his fourth year, you have to expect Sam Donald to take leaps and strides above where he is now. And if he improves each and every year, he will be there easily. And this is going to take a load off his shoulders. It's going to make it so much easier for Sam Darnold. In the screen game, the run game, the pass game, this is going to open up so much. Wouldn't you agree, Speedy, that this is going to open up yeah, everything? Yeah, and he's more him. elaborate than just a screen game, too. He's actually a sophisticated receiver. I actually think, in terms of like him lining up as a receiver, he actually has a better route tree than a lot of good receivers. And I think the most, or the second most, among running backs... The only one I think that's close in terms of an elaborate route runner is Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and and again, we've seen what Alvin Kamara has done with the New Orleans Saints, but that yeah. offense is just I think he might, right, he might be one in Bells, too, but even if you argue Bells one, I wouldn't even argue that either. You could make that case. It's, it's, it's just crazy, man. I, I, I love this move for the New York Jets. I think this is a great move. The money situation was perfect to make Levy. It makes Le'Veon Bell look like an idiot because he wanted so much more and he kind of screwed. But he himself. also wanted out of Pittsburgh too, so yes. I, I don't think it's going to hurt him as much. I think people say he wanted it for the money. This maybe shows he wanted more. He was more fed up with the Steelers than anything else. You got to look at this, right? Like, like I said, Bell took a year off and was able to rest his body from the wear and tear of football. Okay, and what's his face? Uh, what's his name? I forgot who I'm trying to Antonio deal with. Antonio Brown? Right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, CBS Sports Joel Corey makes a perfect point about uh, the aging rate of halfbacks. Le'Veon Bell essentially traded his age 26 season where he was guaranteed $14.5 million for a shot at adding time to his career and having a fresher season after his contract is up. Veteran backs on the wrong side of 30 rarely get meaningful money in their deals, and it would be tough to imagine a scenario in which Bell ends up getting $14.5 million for his age at 31 campaign after this deal is up. So isn't that basically what I just said about him resting his body and getting himself up sure. for, it, for everything? It'll be interesting to see which side of it ends up happening throughout the course of the season because I still think you're going to see instances where he's going to be a little slower because he's just not used to the hits and he's not going to be able to do as much right away. But again, if he's the sixth best performance running back off a year like that, it just shows how talented he is and Jets fans, you should not panic whatsoever. No, 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 not, not. Why would they ever panic? They just got an organ. They just got an organization changer. People don't realize what kind of stuff this, what kind of things this does this do for the New York Jets now. 
It adds everything to them for them. Oh, God. Do I even want to know who we're dealing with? What do you think? Errol. Nope. Beave? Yep. <laughs> Sarah, what's up? The Bee from Bayshore. What's up, buddy? How are you, man? Good. Can't complain. What's going on? Gone. Could not be he happier. Is, I'm not. Could not be happier. I could not I mean, be happier. I, I, to me, I think they could have got a little more for what they got. A little more. Go look at the going rate for wide receivers. Go look what Amari Cooper, what uh, what uh, um, the Raiders got for Amari Cooper. Yeah, Go look for a, Antonio Brown. We got no, we no, got a king's no, ransom for him. No. When was the last no, time you saw anybody give up two first round draft picks? No, it's a dream. It's a dream. Right, and listen, his talent is, right. is his talent, and I understand that. But that but would only happen. And that would only happen for position. I think he's more. I think he's more talented than Antonio Brown. Oh, yes, yes. Skill wise and athleticism, he is. Right, and he's younger, so he was going to get more. But the only way you're going to get two first round picks out of a player is if one he has all the talent and doesn't have the attitude issues, which Odell clearly did. And two, it, it has to be a position of more importance, like a pass rusher or a quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get it, but I mean, it's 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 interesting what the Giants did. So, I well, listen, they got that money off off the cap space next year. Well, after yeah, after after this season, they get the money off the cap space. Okay, so you look at it right now. We're paying sixteen million, but they're going to be off the cap space afterwards. So we don't have and and Eli Manning comes off the cap. Eli Manning comes off the cap too. The New York Giants in 2020 free agency might be the most team with the most money. Yeah, well they said they they might have over 100 100 million dollars. Yeah, but you know what? I look at it now. The Colts might have 300 million dollars because they have, haven't spent the money, haven't spent a penny in this free agency, and they have the most money in this entire free agency. What are the Colts doing? I don't, I, I don't know. Why weren't they in for Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown? Well, they need the defensive side more. <laughs> I listen, think, more I, listen I understand else. that, but we're not talking about the Colts. But I'm just I'm venting because I was thinking about that for the past few days, yeah. how, how the Colts haven't done one thing and they had $107 million in the bank compared to the Jets at number two who had $99 million. So the, it Colts just also, the Colts also have more draft assets than the Jets do. The yeah. Jets kind of had but to again, through But again, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense for me. But... The New York Jets, uh, the New York Giants. Uh, listen, as a Giant fan, I'm happy. Well, yeah, but I mean, you got some Giant fans who are really pissed off, and you got other Giant fans who are happy that he's gone. Well, the so the like, Giant fans like, are pissed off is that they're pissed off because of his talent, and I understand that. But even with Odell Beckham staying on the roster this year, this Giant team wasn't winning, making the playoffs or winning. No, and they weren't going to win next no, year either. They weren't, but I mean, I mean, to me, it's like why do you sign a player and then all of a sudden just. But that's the question, and that's uh, that's what everybody wants answer to. David Gettleman said 13 days before he made the trade that he wasn't going to trade. We don't sign players to trade him, and he went and traded him 13 days after. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Okay, it it, it it's crazy, but again, I'm not mad. We 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 got their 17th pick in the, in the first round this year we have the 90, 95th pick in the third round this year and we got Jabril Peppers who was picked number 24 and 25 in 2017 who had a breakout yeah, season me, who had a breakout season last year once he moved back to his preferred position uh position in strong safety not being a free safety yeah no but I still think 
Charles is more talented than a lot Pepper. more talented. But you go I look mean, at the metrics and everything, and no, Mike and, and the beef. You you know me. I hate numbers. I hate numbers I more than anything. Any numbers, but maybe Collins in a different uh, you know scheme or something will be will be a better player. Right, but they weren't going to file the DC either. Now. I just think he kind of messed him up, and I think year two he could have had a chance to improve on him. And again, he wouldn't have gotten the contract that the Redskins gave him because they could have signed him before that. Yeah, but but I, the, I, I the, the notion of still signing him before that is what we're annoyed about. Yeah, but I understand you're talking about numbers-wise, but also I'm talking about like pure talent. I think Kyle right. is more talented yes, than, than you know, Definitely. Peppers. Definitely. Um, yeah, right now, I, I, I guess so. I mean, they're three years uh, older, but you look at the you look at it right now, the PFF, whatever the pro football finance, whatever it is, focus has Collins as the NFL's fifteenth best safety with an overall grade of eighty six point two. Eight players: Earl Thomas, Harrison Smith, Eddie Jackson, Devin McCourty, Amos, Micah Hyde, Kevin Byard, and Eric Weddle. Weddle graded in the nineties. Collins grades. This is what bothers me. Went down each year since 2016 from 82.4 to 82.3 to last season's 70.4, which ranked him 43rd among the league's safeties in 2018. Talk to me. You're going to tell me with the money that he just got from the Washington Redskins? Like, get the hell out of here. That doesn't correlate because they could have signed him before. Absolutely. He definitely got overpaid. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that the guy is very talented, and I think he's more talented than Peppers. Right, and right. they could have signed him before. It's different if he wasn't originally there. There's a difference. You got listen. Right now, you could say he's talented. Who's who are we to say that Jabril Peppers next year isn't going to have a breakout season and be an All Pro? No, I hope you're right. I just don't trust that he, he's yeah. a very strange yeah, player. But, I mean, with the way the Giants are, you really expect them to have that kind of a season. Uh, it's not even that that I'm doing with uh, that I'm talking about. He's a very strange player where he's kind of built like a free safety and does has the skill set of a strong safety. And while he did have a great year last year in, in run tackling and blitzing, which is his strength, there's no doubt about that with his athleticism. He still he still is very a, a very strange player where he can be out of position at times, like yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Like there's little things that concern me with Jabril Peppers, and it's the same thing that concerned me in the draft when scouting Jabril Peppers, and that's why I think he fell a lot. Despite yeah, the athleticism. Know, on the way home from work yesterday, I was listening to uh, Francesca, and a Giant fan called up. And he goes, well, if the Giants are really blowing it up, then they should just try and trade uh, Barkley, too, and get rid of him. Oh, and then God. Over. Well, Don't that guy, that guy's a full idiot. Guy. Like, this, this guy's a moron. That guy's right. a full right. idiot right. who called that because it's not like Barkley were paying him an astronomical ty- amount of money, which we won't have to pay for another four years for him. Yeah, so, no, I didn't, I didn't and by then, I'm, I'm hoping in this rebuild mode, if the if Dave Gettleman gets this draft right, which he probably won't be because he's a full idiot, and I hate David Gettleman, so well, I, I have, right now he's a better drafter than Jerry Reese. Jerry Reese, was yeah, an idiot well, yes, too sure. Jerry Reese is more of an idiot. But right now, I don't like I don't like Dave Gettleman. I never liked to hire. I don't think he's going to make this draft right because I think he's going to pick a quarterback at six, and it makes. Oh, I told, me, I told and it, 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 it doesn't make it right, though. It, yeah, it doesn't make yeah, it right. You, and, and it you makes can me predict sick. stuff to happen all you want, but it still doesn't make it the right decision. No, I know, but there's also talks about getting uh, Josh uh, Rosen from Arizona. Which I'm fine with. I, I've been saying that for a while. Trade two twos for Rosen, or two and maybe like a three this year for Rosen. I'm, I'm fine with that. Then you could yeah, actually get two players though, of quality. That, that's going to be your future quarterback. I know, Josh which is Rosen. much a much better investment than taking uh, one this year at six. I don't think Matty Cass is going to be happy with that one. With what? 
I think he'd be happier with Josh Rosen than Dwayne Haskins, though. Oh, absolutely. I'd be happier (laughs) with Josh Rosen than Dwayne Haskins. I don't rate Dwayne Haskins very high. Again, he's coming from Ohio State. Urban Meyer has never produced a good quarterback wherever he went. Correct. Okay. Um, People say Ryan Day. Yeah, I I don't trust Ryan Day. I don't care. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, his measurements were smaller than what people thought. He's only 6'3 compared to the 6'5", 6'6", what people thought. Um, his arm strength is nothing to go wow about. He played in the Big Ten, and if you're going to tell me Michigan had a very good defense this season in the Big Ten, I'm going to punch you. Down, yeah. I'm going to punch you in the mouth because it just shows how delusional people really are. They almost lost at Maryland. Okay, that like was a shootout. Though. When Maryland is in in a state of flux because of everything that's going on with the coaching staff and players actually dying. That game was a shootout, though. <laughs> I know. I watched that game, but this is what I'm saying. Like Dwayne Haskins is not the answer. Think it's gonna happen. No, no. I, I, I hope it does. I, I, hope, I, I still don't think it does. I don't think they're trading for Josh Rosen, but I do think the Giants are going to pick a quarterback in this at the sixth pick, and I'm going to be sick to my stomach. I might not come into the studio the day after. <laughs> well, I, I, I think they're going to do that, but I mean, if they were really smart, they would go after Rosen. Yeah, they, they let would. Him I, the Eli, let them learn on the Eli for for a year, and then or even half a year if they're they're losing. Still, they I don't. I don't start. go. I I, st- I don't trade my sixth or seventeenth pick unless I'm getting draft capital back for it. And because again, right, I don't we, think we have to keep in mind the New York Giants right now are in rebuild mode. Rebuilds don't happen overnight. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: How far away are they? At least three. Depends no, on how they draft. Regardless, they could have the best draft. They could get an A plus in this draft class. Okay, they're still three years away from being a possible a playoff team. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least three. But again, you have to see a factor in everything else because they're not exactly playing in a very strong division either. Though, so from them being a playoff team to them being a Super Bowl contender, absolutely. No, from them being a playoff team, team a playoff it's team. different. No, I don't think they are either. Not with the current state, but I'm just saying no. if they draft well this year and maybe they have the money, like he was saying, and sign good free agents, then they could be in two years. Who knows? We don't know that yet. It's too early to tell. I'm hoping they go one and fifteen or two and fourteen. I pray every day. I pray every day because I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to. One thing that would make me the happiest camper on this planet. The Giants at number six, they pick an edge rusher on defense. They pick their edge rusher on defense numbers at the number six what? position. Rashawn Gary, Montez Sweat you, from Mississippi State. Gary. Why he's Rash- a very good. I don't think Rashawn Gary would fit that defense. He's going to be sitting there, or maybe Speedy. You're right. Maybe a linebacker in Devin White at number six. I'm he's, fine with that. Yeah. He's going top ten. I agree. And then the Giants take their offensive tackle, where Jonah Williams looks like he's dropping significantly on draft boards. I don't, I don't know why. I don't think he will. I'm not saying he will, but Greg Little will be there as well. Greg Little will be there. Other yes. offensive tackles will be there that the Giants could go draft him, move that tackle to right tackle till Nate Solder is gone, and then move that guy to left tackle. Because I'm going to be honest with you, adding that guard, Zietler, from the from the Cleveland Browns to right guard is going to help. Will Hernandez is going to be another year older from his rookie season, who's going to be good on the left guard position. Okay, One thing that worries me about the Giants is the center position, and on the offensive line, the center position is the most important position on oh, offense. Sure. So that's more of a second or third round issue, though. Than but but that but that's where they scare me right there. That's where it scares yeah. me. But two good sure. guards help that yeah. out too, though. Yeah, and one more thing before I go. Would I mean this is probably a long shot, but would the Cowboys take a chance on Eric Berry? 
Why not? You're, you you got to try. Listen. I don't know. Well, listen out to Earl Thomas. Right. It's the same thing as we were arguing on on Errol's show with. with I love Eric, I love Eric Berry. I, I yeah, think they should. I mean, you know, they, you know, he's not going to get a big contract, though. Why not take a shot right. at him? Give him a one year deal, seven million dollars, and let him earn right. his next contract. The question is again: Do they, are they going to be the top contract? They should try for it because they do need a safety. The question is: Are they going to be the biggest contract? Because, because there's going to be a lot of other safety needy teams. No, he already well, he, he, yeah, he, he just signed a one-year deal with the Bears. Which they essentially just swapped oh, safeties. It was funny. Because yeah. Yeah, the no, Packers got no. Amos. Yeah. So it's just a matter of they should try. There's no doubt about that. Are they going to be the highest bidder is the question with other teams having a little more cap yeah, room. Is, is it going to be healthy enough to play this year? That's, uh, that's no, I'm not, I'm not even Keep in mind, that. The majority of go there. First of all, the two biggest injuries he's got, one of them wasn't even an injury. One of them was leukemia, like cancer. So you yeah, can't yeah, say anything yeah, about that. Yeah. And then last year, the freak, uh, the Achilles tendon injury, like that's a freak accident. Those, those type of injuries are freak accidents. I think he's going to come back wanting to earn something. I think any team needs to take a chance, give him a one-year $7.5 million. Dollars. Well, I know right, you, because you've, you've been saying that for right, months on this right, show. Right, because absolutely, the Cowboys were probably not going to be the highest bidder. Now, I'm surprised it was the Ravens that were, but listen, I read an article saying that they wanted that they wanted Earl Thomas, but they didn't want to. They couldn't afford to pay what he wanted. Right. That's, Which is possible. And that's the, that's the other factor you're looking at when it comes to the safety market. And, and, and let's be real. Jerry Jones would have took the luxury tax uh, fine or whatever it is. He should have just gave Earl Thomas what he wanted. He should have just took the fine. Because your defense is already fire to begin with. Adding Earl Thomas will just make it that much better. And that's just yeah, another leader really on that defense. defense. I know they lost David Irving, but that guy was, wasn't coming They back. have other pass rush depth. That's not really yeah. that much. Well, you guys are a bunch of criminals over in Dallas. Yeah, well. I can't say off the weed. It's just ridiculous. Right, but they, but they still have... Them having pass rush depth is not really the issue because I think they still have no, it regardless. It's the middle of the field. That, 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 that it's the safeties right. right now. And again, you, can you trust the young corners to play as well as they did last year too will yeah, be the why? other issue, they, they, which is why they, I think they should they, pursue a safety. I just don't know if, again, they're going to be the highest bidder for somebody like Eric Berry. You're right. He's not going to get as much because of the injuries, but there's still going to be other teams that are have more he, money he, that he, could he pay might, him 10-11. No, I think he'll still end up getting a little more just because there is still urgency for that kind of position. There's a lot of contending teams. He could. I'm not saying it doesn't. Eric Eric Berry? Berry? That's not going to be the market, Mike. You're right about that, but there could no, be. No, he's he's, he can't get one, $10 million for a one-year deal. No, I don't think he will either. That will not be the market. I'm not saying that. But with every market, just the same thing with trades. There's always an exception. There always could be a team that overpays. Desperate. desperate. Right. There's always desperate teams. And right. Speedy's right in mm-hmm. that instance. But and that's I don't where think, I think they could lose out. I don't think anybody is taking a chance, though, with the past two injuries. Eric Berry essentially hasn't really played in two, three years, two and no, a half yeah. years. Because of the Achilles tear and his lymphoma diagnosis. So whoever goes after Eric Berry, give him a one-year deal. Give him $7.5 million. Let him earn his next contract. He's still young enough where he could get a contract in the $30 million range. I definitely definitely agree with that. I I would take Eric Berry in a heartbeat. I would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Why not? He would be the type of guy that I would want in a heartbeat. Eric Berry is like that type of guy where he's been through so much, I think he would come and he would do wonders for whatever team he goes to. But, Mike, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What do you think of the Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets? Le'Veon Bell, I think, it, I think it's a smart move. To me, it's just like getting, 
he got paid less money to go to the Jets than what the Steelers were offering him to me, which makes no sense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, why would you want to take uh, a look for, for the first time, I, 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 I breathe a fresher breath air when I'm speaking to a delusional Cowboy fan like yourself, the beef. Not, I, I mean, I, I feel happy that you're saying all this because, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, this is the same guy that said Ezekiel Elliott's better than Barry Sanders. I didn't think Sanders better. I couldn't put up the same numbers. You get off that. I will never, ever, ever get off it. It is still the hottest take in this station's history. Well, you know, I got to do something to make you guys talk about me. But Negative yeah, publicity is good publicity for you. Publicity is good publicity. To me, to me, this move makes the Jets like a playoff contender. I really believe that. I mean, they're, they're going to need a lot more more than that for a, to be a playoff contender. No, 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 no. They're they are a playoff contender. Look at the moves they made on the defensive side. Right, but they're still going to they're going to still need a lot more to happen. I'm, t- I'm talking about for the other teams because again, their schedule is easy. I will give you that, Mike. But they still need other things to yeah, happen. They right. Gave, they just Yes, they gave Sam Darnold a weapon, no doubt about that. They gave Sam Darnold an organization changer, a running back that has been ranked first in every statistical category since 2013. This is only going to make Sam Darnold a better player and only going to help Sam Darnold grow. The Jets will be a wild card playoff team. No, no, no. They're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, right. They could be. Instead of going 4-12, I could see them going 8-8, 9-7 right right now. It's not going to be that direct right now because we haven't seen the draft and we haven't seen how other teams are going to sign free agents. I don't, I don't care about the draft. I'm telling you right now, they're going to go nine and seven. That's it's not going to be that. It's not going to be that easy right now. Is, is what we're saying because other teams can still improve. Remember, they're improving from four and twelve. If they were seven and nine last year and get, did all this, yeah, they I'd sure probably did, be did, safer did, to say did, that. The game, the game changer with fresh legs. That out a whole year, the guy is fresh. Right, I understand that he's not. They went four and twelve last year. You can't trust him to make up six wins. I I can't see that yeah, right I now. Can. Absolutely. If they do other things, sure. Now C.J. Mosley helps that too. If they got Anthony Barr, that would have helped that too. They but they Right, I'm not saying they can't do it, but right now it's too early to tell, and they still have to win those easy games. Because the AFC is very weird, where they're weaker than the NFC for sure, but there's a lot of like similar level teams right now that are like they could be very good, but they also could be very average. So you got your you got your known contenders and like your two known contenders, and that's really it. Where the Jets, okay, they of course they could make that leap, but it's still the first year of a new coach. Le'Veon Bell is coming back for a year he didn't play, so you just don't know if it's going to happen right away this year. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I do know what's going to happen, and I'm telling you right now, they're going to be not expected in the playoffs. So, well, Beave, I, I I smell a bet with you and Speedy. Speedy, you want to make that bet? <laughs> not right now. I'm not going to make anything impulsively. I'm going to hold this. Come August of this right. year, we'll make this bet right. in I'll, August. I'll, I'll, I'll do it in August if I don't believe it. But again, it could happen. I'm not. Beave, you heard that right? He'll do it in I'm August gonna, if he I'm, if he doesn't right. believe it. I'll have to see. Right, I, right. I have to see things first. Well, I, I'm not impulsive. Tyler, I still gotta get Tyler in that dress. He lost that bet to me over in the, in the winter over there. You let me know when you're gonna get him in that dress, and I'll make sure I'm on that show. All right, I gotta I gotta figure it out. I on, gotta get a hold of him so he gets I, in that I, dress. I want I wanna I need him to be in that dress. I will come on home stretch at eight o'clock, <laughs> and I will be on that show to see that happen. And then we keep both, then we keep both laugh at him. 
That, yeah, well, what do you mean? Both laugh. I'm, I'm going to die laughing. I'm going to die laughing at him. I'm not going to just laugh. I'm going <laughs> to die laughing at him in a dress. Just like I died laughing at Speedy when he was in a dress, which I still have pictures yeah, of. Yeah, and like I, and, and him in the cowboy uniform like, from you, Michael. Like, like when I died laughing when he was naming all those quarterbacks, he would take over Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh God, I would. Andy Dalton sucks. But, uh, yeah, he does. Dak Prescott's better than not, him. Not over. Not over freaking. No, not not. That's not the level we were getting to no. last week. He no. he was naming he was naming like. Geno Smith over I, I was naming Mark Sanchez, Dan Orlovsky. That's right, Dan Orlovsky. I was naming all these, all Davis Webb, all Kyle Loretta, all quarterbacks I would take that I think are better than Andy Dalton, and I named every single person. <laughs> I would even take Odell Beckham Jr. as a quarterback over him. You see him throw passes? It's unbelievable. You're, you're, probably, you're probably right. You're unbelievable. I, I, I hate Andy Dalton with a passion. And no, I, I still have you know. Snug's T-shirt that he made me. That oh, is going to get that's burnt very soon, and I'm going to send him a video. Yep, yep. He made me the freaking Andy Dalton shirt, Bengals shirt. I wanted to throw oh, up. I, I, haven't lost, I haven't lost a bet yet on that show. What do you mean? You lost a bet with me. What? Oh, well, 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 that's funny. I'm talking about like, your jersey. Oh, bet. yes. No, bet. you I, have not. You're right. You have not. I have not but I do. Generation. But again, I sense something coming with my good friend, Mister Speedy Petey, over here. Yeah, maybe, possibly. We'll I, I, I do August, sense right? something coming, Speedy, and and and, and I think you're going to get involved come August. It's possible. <laughs> well, I have to see how everything shakes up because right now the Jets have the favorable schedule for sure. NFC East, AFC North is a favorable schedule, and obviously their own division besides New England is weak. So. It's possible, but again, a lot of things are going to have to go right for them. Oh. They're going to need a. They're going to need the positive end of Adam Gase, who's a very streaky. As I both hate a coach, Adam Gase as both a coach. You had Mike McCarthy sitting right there. I I I, I don't understand. And this, Mike McCarthy with Le'Veon Bell would just right. It would be music but, to everybody's ears. But regardless, like. Adam Gase has had some good success. Like, he can be good, but he also has had some duds at the same time. So, which Adam Gase will you get? Will Le'Veon Bell be good right away? We don't know that yet. There's a lot of still what-ifs to factor he into this. He's not going to be good right away. How did you say he's not going to be good right away? Because he sat out a year. He's not in football that shape. Doesn't, that doesn't matter. Well, it, it does kind of matter. I mean, he's going to need to get... Taking he's going to need to get back into football shape and to the grind of football. That right, is one thing right. for sure. You don't, you don't, you don't think he's it's uh, one thing to stay in shape. Exactly. It's another thing to know what you're doing and take the hits. Well, yes, uh, Speedy. Uh, for once, I agree with Speedy. It's one thing to keep yeah, working right. out and staying in shape, you're, but you're, then you're you have to get into game speed. What's up? You're right. He can be. But, I'm just saying. No, what do you it's, mean he can be? The statistical numbers, and right, everybody knows I hate right. numbers. When he, he was, was there, but Speedy, I'm agreeing with shape. you. I'm agreeing with you. He could stay in all the shape in the world, be lifting like a like nobody's business, running, doing all this stuff. But he still needs to get hit. Right, He's right. still going to need to do this. And if I'm the New York Jets, I'm getting him as many touches in preseason right. games as possible. Just like I said with your main man, Jason Witten, I'm getting him as many touches as possible this yeah. upcoming season. Year two, well, he will get back to that status. I don't know about year one. I think, I think, I think he'll be packed to that right away. You're saying you, you don't think you're going to have over 1,000 rushing yards? Uh, I do. Yeah, he can. I'm just saying that's not necessarily going to be the best performance in the league. There's probably going to be eight or nine running backs that have over a thousand yards. We'll we'll see what happens. That's it. I I, I love the move for the Jets. I love the move for the Giants. For the first time, I I complimented David Gettleman, but every other word out of my mouth after that is that I hate him. 
Well, if they don't make the playoffs, it's a disappointment. The Browns are the most talent, one of the most talented teams on paper. The question is, how good is their coach, and can they handle all the media attention that they're going to get? Because yeah, everyone's going to talk about them. Everyone's going to pick them as favorites. How will they yeah. respond to that? There are certain teams that don't respond well to that. Yeah, no, there was a report saying that uh, Beckham wanted a bigger contract now or something. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they're trying to restructure his contract over in Cleveland. Right. And which is, I don't understand what what else he wants. He's a highest paid wide receiver. Well, because, well, they think he's already Antonio's Brown contract, so I think, yeah, I think Antonio Brown's getting more than Beckham right now. No, Antonio, no, no way. Uh, oh, actually, you might be right. Speedy, look up Antonio Brown's contract. Yeah, in the extension, but I don't think it overrode the, the first two years. Yeah, right, right now, I think Antonio, Antonio Brown's the highest paid wide receiver. Right, so I think, I think what Beckham is lobbying for is the same thing. At the end of that contract, for him to be bigger than the extension, but I don't think it matters for this year, though. I mean, but, I, I mean, if it, to me, if they don't get to the playoffs, if they don't get, can get to the uh, AFC Championship game, there. That's a little much, Mike. If if, if the Mike. Browns, no, 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 the AFC Championship game is pushing it, okay? Right, because one. we don't know how they are. They need, they right. need to get to the playoffs. They right. need to be in. They the playoffs. should be a playoff. And team. if they don't get in the playoffs, it's a disappointment. Mike, it's more the mental stability. For it's the not playoffs. so much the mental stability. Nobody in that organization in over the, a decade and a half has been in the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have to keep in mind, and keep in mind, Baker Mayfield's still a second-year player. Who knows how he's going to come out in his second year? Mm-hmm. So we don't right. know. It could have been a one-year wonder, just like Vanilla Ice, a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Baker Mayfield could be a uh, be a one-year wonder. We don't know how these guys are going to produce. Now, the weapons are there. There's still a couple other moves that they could make that could right. benefit them. Don't get me wrong. Their defensive line is very, 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 That's very it, scary. That's very it. Scary. Them and Denzel Ward. I was going to say, Denzel Ward from Ohio State in the secondary is very very scary. Right, but who says the other guys don't play well around him where you have a defense that looks like Detroit where they have Darius Slay and a good defensive line and that's it. Like, they could just as easily be yeah. that, too. We don't know. They lost Greg Williams. Keep that in mind, too. Greg Williams is a great defense. defensive coordinator. He was now he's a jet. And now he's a jet, so it's great for So them. there's a lot of other factors to consider. It's not just all the talent they can accumulate at once. They should be favored, but we don't know how they'll, how they'll handle it. I mean, if they could get Kareem Hunt going, you know, off that suspension too, that's another one. We don't know when he'll come back either, though. But even so, Nick Chubb is their starter. You know, if if they can get him off the suspension, like, right? You know, Nick Chubb's their starter, and they're going to keep going with that, though. So, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, to me, if they don't get to the second round of the playoffs, it's a, it's a no, I, I don't think you could tr- you could put that on them yet because the winning playoff games are still about how you handle yourself mentally too. Certain teams no, do I it well. That, but I'm just saying with the talent of people that they have on the field, they, they, they right? They should be. I'm not, but you don't win games on paper either. You, you have to see how good this coach is, how good these coordinators are, I understand how good all that, but I'm how good Baker Mayfield's paper. decision making will become in a uh, in a playoff atmosphere. We saw in the. Right, right. It's the same kind of thing, but I think it's even more for football because football is a lot more of a decision-making game with the players as a whole as well. And again, if they don't make those right decisions, and if maybe the pressure is too much for them when they get down to it, like they could overperform for the regular season just to think, oh, we could peak there, and then they could have a letdown. Like you don't know how that's going to happen. The mental stability could be very good. We don't know that. I always say inexperience is better than negative experience, which could help the Browns, but we don't know. The Browns could also create negative experience. We don't know that yet. I just have a feeling that they're going to get to the playoffs, but they might not win a game. They might get. They're going to win the division, get a home playoff game. I think they're going to win the division. They could because I think Mm -hmm. that division's down. Okay, I I I think the defensive losses for the Baltimore Ravens are going to hurt. 
I think um, Mosley will. I'm not sure about the other ones. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers losing they their two be last. best offensive really weapons be last, yeah. are going to be awful because that yeah. defense has made no no mm-hmm. introductions to right. help that defense that's right. already been putrid. Right. So I think it is the Browns. Even if they get a playoff game, they're going to face someone good in that wild card where I think they could lose at home. And like Speedy has said, a lot of football is if football is a mental game. And the fact that they have never been in the playoffs or haven't no, sniffed the playoffs or been right. there before, that could that could come back to haunt them. But this is a team that's up and coming, and they need to make the playoffs right. this year because if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's a disappointment for them. So oh, that, sure. that, that, Absolutely. That, it's simple. The New York Jets made a great move with Le'Veon Bell. The New York Giants, I love the move and getting what they got back for Odell Beckham Jr. Browns have to be happy. Dallas Cowboys still suck. Andy Dalton is still the worst quarterback that ever graced an NFL football team. Um, and I hate Grayson Allen. So, okay, Grayson Dave, Allen makes any, more sense. Any last words before we let you go? Because the show's just no, about over. No, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, Speedy. You suck. <laughs> oh, he's taking wow. Jeff. Don't be Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Don't ever be Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Beef. All right, talk to you guys later. See you yeah. later. Oh, man, the beef. For someone who dislikes Jeff, he's not allowed to be Jeff. I know, he's coming in hot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Third and Long. I'm Matty Caps. That is Speedy Petey. We will be back on Monday. Monday is going to be a big show because, ladies and gentlemen, March Madness is here. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. So we will have a big college basketball show on Monday with myself and Speedy Petey and Mr. Vinny Rubo. So make sure you're here for that. We're going to break down the regions and all that good stuff. So make sure you're here tuning in Monday, 4 o'clock here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.